Tatum from point blank range. Here goes, put it in the lead column. Yeah, baby, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. This is Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, we are underway. It is Thursday, June 15th. Flames Talk on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Pat Steinberg along with you, and this is what we're talking about today. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming back number 12, Jerome Aguilar! Yep. It's official. We knew it was coming. Jerome Aguilar is now officially back with the Calgary Flames organization. He is your special advisor to the general manager. And look who joins us now on Flames Talk right now. Jerome with us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Jerome, what's going on? Welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, Pat. Uh, doing good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's. Uh, I, I don't know if you've realized you've uh, caused a bit of a stir back in Calgary. <laughs> No, it's just, uh, I'm excited. It's, it's, uh, it was, uh, it's an honor to be back with the Flames and uh, really, uh, um, you know, as a, as a fan and an alumni, you know, when you're watching the Flames and cheering for them and, and have some friends uh, throughout the organization and guys that I, uh, they're still there when I was there, but uh, this is even more so, you know, obviously now to be back as part of the team and with the team and, and uh, um, you know, be uh uh, working for Craig and and uh, getting to work alongside of him and and uh, learn the game and just 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 be back a part of it. I'm excited and uh, I've really enjoyed hockey throughout my whole life, you know. And, and uh, love it's an honor to get to to be uh, back in, in in the NHL, but with the Calgary Flames. So, are you working for Craig or are you working alongside Craig? <laughs> no, no, I'm working for. I know, Craig. I know. I, I'm still working on the. Uh, I, I don't know the professional side and how you and the lingo and everything. So you have to forgive me on a few of those. But yeah, no, I'm working for Craig and, and he's uh, and what he. You know, I'm still looking forward to hearing more and more and, and talking and sharing. You know, ideas. But he he lets me know. I just want to be a resource and what he can. Uh, however, I can help him and, and the whole hockey uh, operations crew. Uh, tell us about just being a part now of a hockey op staff with your guy, Craig, that's it's, it's, it's something for flames fans. It's like, you know, Iggy and, and Conroy have been tied at the hip going back to the early two thousands. And now here you are on the same hockey op staff. Just how, how cool is that for you, Jerome? Oh, it's really cool. And, and uh, a little bit back, you know, I was, uh, when I was really hoping Craig got the job, it wasn't to try to get a, a job with him. You know, it was, uh, I was really happy for him. And I think he's, you know, he's put in his time. He's a hard worker. He loves hockey. He's great with relationships, uh, you know, popular with his teammates and, you know, when he played and, uh, you know, it, it, throughout the organization. So I, I was really, really uh, excited for him when he got the job. Uh, and then, you know, when he talks about it is that, we've always shared a lot of hockey ideas together and, and love talking hockey and from when we played together to afterwards and stuff. And um, so just, uh, just a, I, I, a, a disclaimer, I wasn't trying to, you know, hope for him to, to get in it, but when he, when he approached me with that, I was very excited about it. And um, you know, I had to sh- talk with my wife, Kara and, and the kids and stuff. And it's, you know, back in, in I, I've been a part of hockey 
since I've left, but, um, you know, minor hockey and, and I'm coaching at Academy and it's been, it's been great. It's been fun. It's a, a awesome job to be a part of, but now, uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a thrill again and, and exciting to, to be back with the flames and be working for Craig and trying to help him and the, and the organization be successful and help where, where he sees that, that I can help them. So Craig gets the job and, and absolutely. I, I know, I know we, we know that you weren't rooting for Craig to get the GM job just so that you could come on, but <laughs> you, you, you see Craig get the job. How, how does the process begin of, finding a role that works for you and that also works with, as you mentioned, your, your family life and, and what you're doing with rent Kelowna and all of that. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. So, um, you know, when he, when he gets a job and, and then I'm, you know, excited and we talk, like I talk to him, you know, fairly regularly and, and over, over time or we're, we're good friends and stuff. And, you know, I'm you know, hoping he gets in stuff. So afterwards congratulating him and then just talking about hockey in general, but, um, yeah, that he, he was really good because he's trying, you know, with, with approaching me is to try to find a fit that, um, you know, I can be of, of use to, to, to him and, and be a resource, but also at the same time, yeah, I do have a commitment and I, and I really have enjoyed, uh, coaching the minor hockey and now at rink Academy, uh, next year I'll be coaching the U18. So he knew I had that commitment and, um, you know, and, and I love coaching too. So it's kind of like, it's he, he wants me to see the other side of it and, and find ways and, you know, whether it's watching players during the season, whether it's, uh, um, you know, maybe some different players he's interested in giving him another opinion or, or really just sharing different ideas. He let me know that those are some of the things he's uh, uh, planning on doing and, and kind of bringing me along and uh, see it. You know, he wants me to go to the draft with him, keep learning it and seeing how much goes on behind it. And uh, hopefully while I'm learning and, and, uh, uh, still finding ways to help out and, and can use some of, uh, uh, you know, some of the experience and, and different ideas that hopefully I can bring in a different perspective. If it's development or kid stuff to watching uh, players and, and, uh, or, or and being around the team a little bit. Jerome, you were still with the Flames, still playing for a couple of years when Craig started his journey in management. I'm just like, what do you remember about Craig early on in his first couple of seasons as as he was getting his feet wet in hockey ops? Yeah, yeah, and, and definitely. Like, it was, I was really happy for him right away when he uh, got right into it, and and you could tell there's certain guys you play with over the years that you can tell some are going to be coaches, some are some are going to stay involved in hockey and there's other guys you could tell that, that want to do other things and, and they're not going to stay in hockey. And he was one of the guys that uh, you knew he wanted to be a part of a team and he'd be great for a team. And uh, to be honest, I wasn't sure if it would be coaching or management because I think he could do both, but uh, I, management, I think is a, is, is a great fit for him. You know, it's a relationships are a big part of it. And uh, you know, he's a guy that when you play them, uh, you know, the, teammates uh he, he's he's kind of you know in the locker room he's very popular he gets along he can relate with a lot of different people but also he, he he really likes people you know he generally does and and that's awesome for a team and an organization so yeah so early early on he uh he was a guy that when he was getting into it he did say how much work it is and he was but he was full throttle he works hard he loves it he's, he always would tell me how much he enjoyed it and to be honest that's part of getting back involved and in, in, in right now because 
from talking to him, from, from I, I talked to Scott Niedermeyer, who works with Anaheim, uh, Justin Williams, who worked with Carolina, Shane Doan, who's been a part of Phoenix and, you know, recently joined the Maple Leafs. They've all really enjoyed their uh, being a part of it and being back with the team and, and being able to share ideas and find ways to help out. So if, if they all said, no, no, run, run, you know, I don't know what I'd be, but they all love it. So it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, and I, I'm going to be a part of hockey and I watch hockey all the time and I love it and it's been a part of my life. And uh, I'm thankful that I will uh, continue and look forward to this uh, opportunity. So you're still, you still are uh, pretty dialed on the NHL. It's still something that you are, are watching fairly regularly. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like I've been out of the NHL what six years, and since then I've I've been coaching our kids. Our daughter just about to turn nineteen, and the boys are going to turn seventeen and fifteen, and they all love hockey. It's on all the time in our house. We we always share ideas, and and it's whether it's coaching their teams uh, that I've been fortunate to get to be involved in over the last bit because it is an adjustment after you leave. Uh, Pro hockey, it's a, it's a, you know, you grow up, it's a ton of fun. It's, uh, um, you know, that competitive side, you, you just being part of a, you just going to the rink and being a part of it. it. It's a big adjustment not having anything after. So I was very, very fortunate and blessed to get to share that they all loved hockey and they, they really do and got to coach their teams. And, um, and now I'm at rink Kelowna uh, and it's a really good academy. I think it's one of the top ones in literally in Canada. So, it's been neat to see different guys share their different coaches share their ideas and philosophies and skating and power skating and how you acquire skills. And so it's been a great learning process. It's been a different part to be, to be associated with, but it's kind of like, I don't know if, if Craig is going to lean on me for some of those things or not, but it's, it's kind of fun to share different ideas and development. And, um, and, and so, yeah. So NHL. Yeah. Like I watch, we, we watch it's on all the time at the house. Okay. But, um, I don't know every player, like, you know, to the same, I know our guys and everything, but you know, there's guys who have more. So, but um, now I'll definitely be getting even more, you know, I'm, I was a fan and, and like it and watch guys and everything, but uh, there's guys who will know more for sure about each individual player. But I, I have different things that I enjoy watching in players and, and see their development. And from, you know, there's guys, it's kind of neat because from guys that coached uh, or coached again, um, now they're coming up for the NHL draft, you know, and I got to see them at 12, 13, or even younger, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, they're coming up for the draft. And it's pretty cool because you can see the progression and there's some different things that you follow. And hopefully there's some, be able to help out a little bit when, when the, the, the draft comes, but it's been fun watching those guys grow and, and will be fun watching a lot of them play uh, in the NHL. Well, Jerome, I remember when Craig got the job and, and people were instantly asking about you even then. Uh, and and I, I, remember, I remember him sitting down with us in, in the hot stove lounge and, um, and, and, and I asked him about you, know, you and what, the, what, what could work and how it could work if you were to join the Flames organization. And, and he, he really raved about just that, the, the knowledge that you have about young players and, and players who are coming up and being draft eligible or soon to be draft eligible. Is, is that an area that you feel like right away that that's a, a big spot that you can contribute? Uh, well, I don't know if that's a big spot. That'll be up for him. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he's going to ask me and every, you know, and, and, and I'd be happy to share it. And I do like that. And, and I really have enjoyed, like I say, watching the, 
different guys come up and, but I also know that there is a lot that goes into it and there's some, some, you know, we have some great scouts and Todd button and they've, they've drafted, you know, as, if you look at it, we haven't had a ton of draft picks and, you know, we've kind of been in that window where, you know, we're, we're, we're going for it and, and everything, but they, they still, they, 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 you know, Goudreau is the, you know, fourth, like people pass them. We got them, you know, Kachuk, Bennett, like there's good players at Fox. Like there are some really good players that they have drafted and, and, uh, you know, they, we don't have a ton of picks that we've had lately, but, um, so th- there's good scouts, but maybe there are some things I can add and, and uh, some different insights. And, um, you know, it's uh, hopefully there's some areas also in the developmental side. I was talking with Marty Jelena, and I know he does, he's passionate about it, and he's uh, in player development with the Flames, and it's neat to share ideas with him and, and uh, go over things and see what, what he, you know, he's, he's doing. And, and if there's any way that if there's any new things that I see that we can share. So it's, it's really awesome just to be a part of it and just, you know, kind of collaborate. And those guys will go with uh, what they think and, and Craig will take whatever he likes from it, but it's awesome to, to be able to share and talk and, and, and hockey because I really do enjoy it and, and, and being a part of it. We're chatting with Jerome McGinley on this Thursday, announced as the Flames special advisor to the general manager. He's joining us here on Flames Talk. It's Pat Steinberg and Logan Gordon as well. Logan? Uh, Jerome, congratulations on the new role with the team. Uh, you, in the release, uh, talked about Connie and you having this 20-year-old pending work to complete. What does that mean for you and, and Craig when you talk about that work that you guys want to finish? Well, you know, it's it, we. It's, it's no secret we didn't we we didn't win the Stanley Cup. And when you when you play in the NHL and and you play hockey, really, but when you get to the NHL, that is your your goal is to to win the Stanley Cup. And it's uh, um, you know I wasn't sure if if I would have a chance afterwards. And you know you knew Craig would. He was in it right after playing. But also when he gets this job to to be the general manager. Um, as his friend and, and the ex-teammate, uh, um, you, you, I really would like to, it, it's neat. It, it really fit well because for a lot of reasons, uh, for myself to get to be a part of it, because I want him to be really successful. I want the Flames to be successful and it's fun. It's, it's competitive. It's being a part of the team again. And we hadn't won Stanley cup. So when you watch, uh, you know, the Vegas Knights and, and, uh, uh, the other night and every really every year uh, when you get to see another team celebrate at that time, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, but it is pretty cool. Like it, it's, uh, you know, the competitor, I find it hard and be like, Oh man, you know, I didn't get to do that. But at the same time, I appreciate how much goes into it and all the people that go into it. And when you watch the interviews, the family and the friends and the teammates and the camaraderie and all the behind the scenes guys, and they come out and, um, it, it's really cool, and you know it's special to everyone there involved, and how much work went into it, and how those memories are going to last. So, yeah, it's it's like yeah, there's unfinished, and you want to be a part of a team, you want to be a successful team, and that is a goal. And I know the Flames have had that goal, and and now I get to be a part of it, and and uh, see where I can help out, and and then reaching the goal of winning the Stanley Cup. And yeah, I, I believe it's going to happen, and I hope that you know, and and going to work towards trying to help. Connie and and uh, the rest of the guys and, and any way I can um, to hopefully reach it uh, uh, in in the time that I'm I'm get to be a part of it with them. So uh, it's awesome. I feel very blessed to get to be a part of it here again, and uh, um, it's 
it's different as a player. You come and you, you, you train hard in the summer. You, you, you try to do what you can control. You shoot pucks, you work out, you do all those things to show up to training camp. It's a little bit different because I'm kind of, you know, I'm, it's, I'm waiting, you know, where, where can I can kind of contribute and help out in learning and, and trying to learn as a, uh, I try to help contribute to, to the success. And I'm excited to just wait to hear more and, and, finding out more things to, to do that, that Connie thinks I can help him with. You talked about that competitiveness as a player and one that I'm sure you've had as a coach. Is that something that you can see yourself bringing when you get to the management level this high in the NHL beside Craig is still having that competitive fire? Is that something that still comes out of you or you can see coming out of yourself as you get into this new role? Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think all the guys that are there, they're everybody, you know, if you're part of it, I think you're, that competitiveness and I think it will come out in different ways. Um, you know, I think it's like, you know, as a player, you can go out there and you can just try to play harder, hit harder, you know, work, get to the net, you know, it's just different, you yeah. know? So in this role, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it is, it's more behind the scenes and it's more like Connie, you know, let me know how I can help. And, and if, you know, he wants to share ideas, he'll do that. And, and uh, if he thinks he wants me to go out and see a player here or, or, you know, watch a team here or just see different things. And, you know, maybe Huff once, you know, maybe look at different things, power play. Like if there's really, it's, I'm, op- you know, obviously open to what they feel and I'm, and it's waiting, you know, we'll be waiting to hear where I can help and, and always, always love talking hockey. So any of that, and we do that a lot, but, and then he just, he makes the decisions and, and goes with whatever way he thinks. And um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing, you know, to being a part of it, but also learning more and more how I can fit into, to, like I say, uh, be a positive uh, contributor. We talked about, obviously, your relationship with Craig. You mentioned Martin Jelena, a guy still with the organization. You're not all that far removed from your playing days. I'm curious, Jerome, how many of those relationships you still have in the organization today, whether it's guys on the management side or even guys that are maybe still playing with the Flames today. Yeah, there, there's well, there's not a lot of guys I still played, you know, <laughs> that I played. But Luch was uh, one of the backlands, yeah. backlands for sure, and, and Luch, and um, there's so there's not as many. Uh, and it was still fun to cheer for him and to keep in contact, and always good to see him. And uh, awesome that Bax is up for the King Clancy and, and had a really strong year. Um, so, so that's there. But then there's lots of people throughout the organization that uh, are one of you know through. Uh, um, the the equipment you know like equipment uh it's a pr it's like there's just it's literally a lot of them are all the the same people and friends and you know it's uh um i think it's it's really cool so it's it's fun to come back and be joining and like we said through player development it's a lot of the guys that i know and played with and hockey is a small world um so you still even on other teams you know i get calls from friends and you know Sean Donovan I talked to yesterday who's uh who was talking you know talking hockey and congratulating me I guess he heard that I was you know that it was leaning this way or whatever so it's neat to get those calls and uh um but yeah a lot of the the training staff depots there Corey Osmak it's it's awesome it's you want them to be successful and when you're a fan of it and and the ex-player who played for them but now it's part of it with them and, and want them to be successful even more 
Couple more, two more with you, Jerome. Uh, Jerome McGinley is with us, the brand-new special advisor to the general manager for the Calgary Flames. I do got to ask you about uh, your former teammate. Uh, you and Ryan Huska played two years together in Kamloops, and now he's the head coach of the Calgary Flames. That's, uh, that's pretty cool as well. Tell us about uh, Ryan Huska, the teammate with the Blazers. Yeah, yeah, he was good. He was. I came in as a 16-year-old, and uh, he was an 18-year-old. He was a leader on the team. He just got. Uh, he was a third-round pick to the Chicago Blackhawks, and when I came there, I thought that was just it was just awesome. That was a dream to you know to get drafted and get to the NHL. And uh, he was always uh, very humble. He's one of the first guys uh, that I billeted with. I for a okay. month in my first year, I billeted with him and Nolan Baumgartner. Uh, and they were awesome. They were, uh, Husk was a guy that was a, uh, quiet. He wasn't actually that quiet. He was a strong leader on the team, but he, he led a lot in his work ethic. And he was, it was young. It was great as a young guy to follow because he would get up and his workouts and you're going with him and bomber. They worked very, very hard. Um, but they drag, you know, they bring me along with them and they would, uh, Husk was a guy that he was always approachable to us as young guys. But he was, and he was always, you know, he would joke and everything. But if we were like get carried away or anything, he would always make sure that we knew that was enough. And then when he spoke up, we knew that was enough because he was a nice guy. But he would speak up and let the guys know. And he was a, a great leader on the team. And and uh, the two years that I got to play with him, um, you know, very very uh, fortunate. Uh, uh, we 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 won the Memorial Cup, and he was a big part of both of those years. And. Uh, a leader in our room, and him, Tyson Nash, Darcy Tucker, they uh, they won three Memorial Cups, and I don't know if any other players have done that. Um, but it's pretty pretty special, and he was a big part of it, and his work ethic was awesome, all those guys, and they were great examples for us younger guys coming to, you know, it wasn't just all about talent, and it was, you know, they worked hard, and they were committed to it. They worked hard off the ice. They practiced hard, but he was also a kind guy too, so um, I think he's going to do great. I, I think he was always a good communicator. Uh, he's been successful. You hear about different players that have had him. Um, they like that, that communication side, but he's also, uh, you know, if he's a, he's a, obviously a good person, but he's, uh, if he needs to be firm, and I think that's important in all coaches, yeah. uh, good, good coaches, if you need to be firm, you do it. And uh, he, I think he's going to do great. And uh, I love I playing, playing with him. And uh, two years, two, you know, that was pretty cool. So uh, it, was, it was awesome. Last question for you. So you are, you'll, you'll keep on coaching with Rink Kelowna for the coming season. Um, and then that, that comes to an end. So how do, you, how do you envision it a year down the road, Jerome? Is that a situation where you haven't thought that far? Or is the plan to relocate back here to Calgary and, and join the organization on a, on a full-time basis? What's, what's the plan a year from now? Yeah, that's that's a good question. But one thing, uh, you know, I'm thankful to Connie for is that, yeah, he wants me to uh, wants to you know bring me along and and uh, see this side of it. Uh, I have enjoyed coaching a lot, and I've enjoyed the the time at Rink, and and uh, and I do have like it's that old thing like you know not work a day in your life. I, I get it now that you get older. Like it is fun. Like I got to play as a player. Very blessed for that. And then now coaching kids is is a ton of fun. So I've, I've enjoyed it and, you know, helping trying to help them get better and move on and, and follow their dreams. And so, um, and now I'm, you know, fortunate to get this opportunity to, 
that, that Connie can bring me along and, and show me and and see the involvement and see where there's a good fit and all that. So in a year, do I no, I don't know if exactly what else, you know, if it'll be more or, but the plan is to, to get in and, and uh, um, get learning and, and be a part of it. And, and we'll see in a, you know, like uh, if that expands or not, that will be up to Connie and, and um, we'll just go from there. But for this year, the, you know, I'm looking forward to getting the right away to go to Nashville with them and, and be at the draft and just uh, uh, eyes and ears open and, and uh, be a part of it. You ready for a lot on your plate here in the next year? Well, he's got a lot on his plate. Oh my gosh, he's <laughs> got a he's got a ton. With, uh, as a uh, as a new GM with the draft and and uh, free agency, new coach, he was just getting hustled. So he's been busy, but he's got a lot of energy for it. For me, it's uh, no the coaching here has uh, been been a ton of fun here in Rink, and uh, it doesn't take that much time. It's okay. great. It's uh, and then next uh, this I'll be able to. Uh, use some more time and I'm watching hockey anyway, part of it. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Jerome, I'll I'll tell you this much that uh, quote where you said uh, you and Conroy have 20 years of unfinished business. It uh, got a lot of people fired up back here in Calgary. It is so cool to have you back as part of the flames organization officially and really appreciate you taking some time with us this afternoon. Thanks for doing this. Hey, congratulations on the gig. We'll uh, see you in Nashville at the draft and uh, have yourself a wonderful rest of the week. Thanks Jerome. Thanks Jerome. Thank you guys for having me. We'll, we'll see you in Nashville. Absolutely. Uh, there you go. Jerome Aginla is officially back with the Calgary Flames. He is the special advisor to the general manager uh, introduced by the Flames on this Thursday, and that's pretty cool to uh, have Jerome back with the team. And look, anytime you can get that guy in the air, I know when uh, the big show had him on about a month ago, a little bit more than a month ago, a lot of people were excited. Look, when when this all when the, the the GM search began, we knew that if Conroy got it, Jerome was coming back into the fold in some form or another. It just it felt like a fait accompli. Now it is completed. Um, it's neat to have him back, and uh, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to see him around the. You know, when when he would pop up at the dome before, it'd be like, whoa, Jerome's here. For that to be a little bit more normal in the next number of years, that'll be pretty cool as well. Did it just happen last year where he was in town maybe with the the rink kids and the, the Jumbotron yeah. panned over to him? No one knew he was here, and he was in one of the boxes with yeah. a bunch of the, the youngsters. Was, Jerome is here! Let's go! I was like, okay, yeah, this, this, this should be a more normal opportunity. It's like when Kipper shows up out of nowhere. You're like, oh... You're back. I got a I got a tip off on the Kipper one when he showed up. I did not get a tip off on Jerome. And I was like, whoa, Jerome is here. Uh, super cool. Thanks to uh, Peter Hanlon, Sean Kelso, and the Flames for helping set that up. Uh, Jerome's a busy man, and uh, that was cool to have him on the program today. Jerome McGinley officially back with the Flames organization, and he joined us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. For pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344. 
Hey, it's George Russick. And Matty Rose. We host the big show with Russick and Rose. If you miss us weekday mornings on Sportsnet 960 to fan, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, download the podcast on demand. So many places that you can find the podcast wherever you get your favorite NHL, NFL, CFL, MLB, the stories that sports fans in Calgary want to hear. We got it for you. We are the big show. You're locked on Flames Talk, only on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, Thursday, June 15th, and the news of this Thursday is Jerome Aginla officially back with the Flames organization. We knew it was coming at some point. Steinberg, Logan Gordon along with you. We knew it was coming at some point. As soon as Craig Conroy got the general manager's job, it was a fait accompli. We knew this was going to happen. Um, they were a package deal. Jerome was only coming with Conroy. He wasn't... <laughs> if, if Logan Gordon got the GM job, Jerome wasn't coming. No, no offense to you. I tried so hard. He, he wasn't coming if he you would got not the, answer my calls. Uh, if, uh, if George Russick got the GM job, I know he was a finalist. Jerome wasn't coming. Mm. Um, and... Conroy got the general manager's job. He put in the 12 years as a manager. And Jerome Ginla, it was just a matter of time. And I think there were a few things that needed to be worked out. Number one, his, the team that he owns in the Western Hockey League was playing in the Memorial Cup, was hosting the Memorial Cup. So I think that played a little bit into it. And then just had to iron out some details and iron out exactly the way things were going to go. But very cool to officially see Jerome Aginla employed by and officially with the Calgary Flames. It's a pretty neat uh, uh, it's a, it's a pretty neat thing. Text line open at 960-960. It's just neat to see this officially happen because as much as we knew it was going to happen until it's announced, you're you're waiting. And uh, I'm super happy to see it. And enough of the old boys club stuff that's out there. Like we can have nice things in this city sometimes. We can have positive things without you trying to spin it into a negative. There's there's literally nothing negative about the greatest player no. in franchise history rejoining the team officially and uh, now uh, being a special advisor to the general manager. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's a good news thing. We can have nice things. Oh, and what is he? What has he done outside of hockey? What has he done in hockey? He's one of the greatest power forwards of all time. He's a captain of this organization. He wants to be in Calgary. It's it's only good when this guy says, "I want to come back to the Calgary Flames." There's there's no I'm with you. I don't find a, there's not a bad way to spin this if you're me. I think it's all good with Jerome coming. And back again, to the like Flames. I'm not saying there were a lot of people who, but I saw it there's enough been my, enough. There's been enough on my Twitter. Like, oh, okay, we don't need to be the old boys club in Cal. What? Would you rather him not come back to the organization? No. Like what? We'll see what? him in Anaheim or something, or go to El? No, it's gosh he's darn a, it. He's a Calgary Flame. He should be a Calgary Flame. This is a good news thing. Let's have some fun with it. Let's be happy. And what would it say if he didn't want to come back? It's also be a fair even point. worse. And again, I know that there's a vast majority of people listening live right now, or a vast majority listening on the podcast who are not of that opinion. But I just wanted to push back on that opinion uh, for a little bit. I do want to let, let's have some fun. Uh, text line 960 960 is open. 
just because Jerome McGinley's back in the organization. I just, I curated a few of Jerome's best moments. We've probably done this six or seven times over the last 20 <laughs> years or so. But I, I curated... It's a staple of Sportsnet 960. Well, it's a, today's the good day to do it. I've curated some of Jerome McGinley's best moments, my favorite moments of Jerome as a member of the Calgary Flames. Get yours in at 960-960. Uh, Wedley writes in, I'm not happy about this. Signed overtime regulars. It's a good point. Like, you know who would not be happy about this? George isn't happy about this. <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding, George. I'm sure you are happy about this. Um, and Tom, Tom, because Jerome was oh, born right, in yeah. Calgary, so he yeah. wouldn't be happy about this. Uh, I want to start with uh, December 10th, 2013. This was not a moment with Jerome wearing a Flames jersey. It was a moment with Jerome wearing a Boston Bruins jersey, but it was a pretty special night at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Listen to the Hall of Famer set it up on December 10th, 2013. Tonight, number 12 is back, but wearing a different color. It was 258 days ago that Jerome McGinley was traded from Calgary after playing more games, scoring more goals, and collecting more points than anyone to ever wear the Flames red. Tonight, his first game back in the Dome as he wears the white, black, and gold of the Boston Bruins. In his 16 seasons, including a record nine as captain, the one thing Aguinla couldn't do was lead the Flames to be the NHL's number one squad, Stanley Cup champions. Aguinla's departure on March 27th was the signal that the Flames rebuild was on. Aguinla's desire to play on the number one team took him to Pittsburgh, but the Penguins, despite being the number one team in the East last regular season, bowed out in round three of the playoffs. Now, Aginla has helped the Bruins be the number one team in the Atlantic Division 30 games into this season. A win tonight, and they'd be number one again in the Eastern Conference. Aginla has six goals and 13 points, playing on the Bruins' number one line. Until last year, Aginla led the Flames in scoring 11 straight seasons. The Flames' top scorers now are Yuri Hoodler and Mike Camilleri. Tonight, playing as number 12, the Flames seek victory number 12 of this season. Uh, yeah, it was not a good year for the Flames. <laughs> yeah, the old December 10th victory. The Boston 12. Bruins leading the league, Jerome, and, and the Flames are trying to match Jerome's jersey. To, oh, wow. It has really it's gone south. December 12th. Um, by the way, Calgary would go on to lose that game by a 2-1 to score. Uh, Jerome did not get a point in that game. Uh, however, he was still named... The game's third star. Third star tonight from the Boston Bruins, number 12, Jerome McGinley. And all the Bruin players are out at the bench. They want McGinley to take a circle around the ice, which he does as he gets another standing ovation. Harvey the Hound saluting him. And Aguila just skates around the ice. He was going to go off the ice, and his teammate told him to go out and skate around the ice to the adoring fans here in the Saddle Dome. Yeah, he deserves it. Well, it starts with a standing ovation for the former Flame captain and ends with one as well. The Aggie chant. Again, he comes out at the insistence of his teammates. They won't let him get off the ice. <laughs> and again, Jerome taking the turn right now in the center circle, putting his arms in the air, thanking the fans. 
Now he goes back to the bench. We'll see if they let him off They'll this let time. Him go this time. And they do. So that was all on uh, December 10th of 2013 when Jerome returned to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome for the first time. It was pretty neat. I remember being in the stands for that one, and I remember vividly watching it again. You see Flame uh, the last couple of years. Milan Lucic is out on the ice as part of that line with Jerome. You know, talking during talking to him during that ovation of the beginning of the game, how cool it was to see Jerome. And I just remember waiting for it seemed like forever. Uh, and I know Jerome wanted them so badly to start the anthem so the game could get underway. But I just remember the crowd did not want the ovation to stop because they didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him when he got traded to Pittsburgh. And this was his first time back and they wanted to make it special. And God, was it ever special? Yep. It was, uh, it was pretty neat. Okay, how about uh, how about this one? April first, twenty eleven. Flames on the road in St. Louis, and in the third period, Jerome McGinley had nine hundred and ninety nine career points. Step in by Nikitin. His shot from the line is blocked at close range by McGinley. McGinley's got a breakaway. He moves to the net with a wrist shot. He scores. One thousand points for McGinley. A three two flame lead. Yeah, baby. Okay, so that was April 1st, 2011, like six months later. That's poor math. About eight months later, <laughs> on January 7th, 2012, it was uh, the Flames at home to the Minnesota Wild, and Jerome had 499 career goals. Pass ahead on the boards, blocked off. Keatley now takes the puck into the right corner of the Flames zone. Buckler ties him up, and the Flames take the puck. Glenn Cross. Passing into the middle of Aginla. Aginla on right wing now into the Minnesota zone. Aginla goes to the corner. Pass it. Freddie Sky! Jerome Aginla has scored goal over 500. Yeah, baby! Well, the players weren't sure, Pete, but now they're starting to come off the bench. It was a funny play. But it looks like Jerome McKinley has his 500th goal. Yep, that was uh, it was a night where, first of all, I I always it was look I I'm never gonna be a full time play by play guy, but it was it was something that you know because you're working beside the Hall of Famer, you're working beside the icon, you're working beside the guy that you can do nothing but learn from every time you're around him by the name of the Hall of Famer Peter Marr, and I just. I remember talking to him after that game because I, I sure as hell didn't know Aginla scored it. I thought like Glenn Cross might have got it. I believe Glenn Cross was in front of the net because it was a weird goal when Jerome scored his 500th. It was off to the corner on future flame Nicholas Backstrom, and it uh, it went in, and Marr didn't even hesitate right to, like he made it sound like Jerome came out on a breakaway and uh, gave the patented shot off the right right flank and bam there's goal number 500 in reality that's not what not, it was not quite but you know you know how i would have done it or you know how other people would have done it would be like ah oh, there's a shot and ah oh, it's it's Something in is that it, jerome's is that jerome's 500th i don't know oh it, it is peter marr didn't hesitate because that's how good he was good he is and uh I just, I've always, I will never forget how good he made the 500th goal for Jerome Sound, even though it was not the sexiest of goals. And it was not even certain at the time, because if you get it wrong and and you say, you know, if you, if you kind of stumble over it and it turns out to be his 500th goal, then you never get it back. But if you call it like it's 500, his 500th goal like that, 
and it turns out to be Glenn Cross's goal, oh, well, oh, it wasn't, and you get another opportunity at it for that iconic call. So that's uh, that's that's why he's the best. A um, couple of others. How about this? Ah, maybe I'm going to get in trouble for playing this. I think the statute of limitations has passed. I think I'm okay with it. How about uh, 2002, uh, February 24th, a gold medal game in Salt Lake City, Utah, between Team Canada and the United States. The Americans had gone up by a one nothing score. Canada tied it 1-1 and then took their first lead. Shot into the zone. That is Pronger on the boards. It comes to Gagne and away to go. Down that side of Sakic and Gagne. Sakic, pass it, front score! Aguila going to the nuts. It is Canada 2 Okay, Jerome wins his first gold medal in 2002. Then uh, just over eight years later, Feb 24, 2002 to Feb 28, 2010, Mar in the booth, coast to coast on the Sportsnet Radio Network, and we've got a 2-2 tie in overtime, gold medal, Team Canada, Team USA, once again. Tries to get to the net. He's knocked off stride. Puck slides to the goal mouth, however. Now Crosby has a lovely board. Gets the left corner to Aginla. Aginla cross cross. There you go. Uh, just a few of uh, of the curated best Jerome McGinley moments. You know, there's a couple of 50-goal ones in there. Yep. Unfortunately, I don't have our calls for them. Mm. We didn't. The, the archiving back then was not so good. So I don't have his, uh, I don't have Mars call of Jerome scoring his 50th in Chicago, nor him scoring his 50th in Vancouver. I have the TV calls. It is. They're, they're, no, I was gonna say I have the TV, I have the Sportsnet TV one. It's less. It's 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 under. No, no offense to Jim Houston who called it. It was a great call. It's just I only got like a seven or twelve second clip of it. It's like not even worth playing. I got a longer um, one. Well, you want to try? You want to try it? Sure. This so this would have been uh, two thousand eight or in Vancouver. In Vancouver, yeah. Seven thirty to go in the third period. Flames up five one. Jerome McGinley. Nystrom looking for Aguila all the way. Nystrom, Aguila scores! There it is! Number 50 for Jerome Aguila. Oh, you don't think there's a little bit of pressure? You don't want to be a selfish guy. That's the last thing that Jerome Aguila is. But watch Aguila fight through Bordeaux. Everybody knows where the puck is going. Watch number 28, tries to get in position, then gets picked by Sadine. And right through the five hole, Curtis Sanford. And that look says it all. Just a great celebration on the Calgary bench, not just by the players, but the coaches. And Mike Keenan and Jim Playfair, just exuberant for the captain. I love the, uh, I love the sexy background. Music. Yeah, the top 10 music there, yeah. <laughs> uh, a few texts, 96960. Lots this was Trevor Linden's there. last game, wasn't it? I believe it. Well, yes, it was. And uh, Jerome stayed, uh, Jerome made the Flames stay. So I believe the final score was 7-1. Seven, seven, one. And uh, Jerome, as a consummate pro and as a captain, made his teammates uh, stay on the ice and applaud Trevor Linden. His team had just bulldozed their number one rival in game 82 by a 7-1 score, and Jerome made the team stay out and applaud Trevor Linden, who retired after that game. So uh, that was, uh, that was as much as the 50 goals will be remembered. I'll remember that and how Jerome made the rest of the team. Not 
not like they didn't want to do it, but it was Jerome who was kind of the driving force of let's give Trevor Linden his due in Vancouver. I believe then they the next day or the day after Vancouver took out a full page ad in uh, one of the newspapers apologizing to fans about <laughs> how bad that season was. Um, what do we got here? Uh, this says. Um, Anyone else get goosebumps every time Peter Marr yells, yeah, baby? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, this says it's the yeah, baby. So awesome. Uh, Tyler and Boness says, Patty, I've heard of Christmas in July, but Christmas in June. I swear the news of Jerome joining the Flames once again makes me happier than when I received the finalization papers of my divorce. <laughs> oh, come on. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, and it cost me a hell of a lot less. I <laughs> uh, can't wait for Aginla to finally get his chance to hoist the Stanley Cup back home here in Calgary. Go Flames. Go. Yeah, baby. Uh, this says good, I didn't realize. Good for you, Tyler. Congratulations. Congratulations. On the divorce, I guess. Uh, I didn't realize Mar called the golden goal game love the guy even more now yeah so at that time sportsnet so the the 2010 olympics because they were here in canada uh sportsnet and tsn uh so rogers and bell when they're not wanting to you know throw knives at each other you know we also own the toronto maple leafs and the toronto raptors very strange it's a very very strange relationship but uh we came together on the olympic consortium and so yeah uh, Peter Marr and John Garrett uh, were the two uh, were the two broadcasters on radio coast to coast for all of Team Canada's games in Vancouver, including the gold medal game, which is pretty neat. Uh, this says uh, Steinberg just dishing out the goosebumps on a Thursday, all willy nilly. Yeah, that's right. I'm spreading the goosebumps <laughs> around. They're uh, usual different goosebumps, but these are what we get today. I think that's offside, what you just said. I think that is. Uh, how about when Jerome pumped Darian Hatcher in the series against Detroit? Always a favorite moment for me. That I think of all the fights, that one might have been my favorite of them because Darian Hatcher was one of my most reviled players growing up as a mm. fan. Like when he was in Dallas, despised him uh, as a member of the Stars. He's also a tough SOB. Absolutely. Uh, Travis from Edmonton. Uh, Iggy's my favorite of all time. Couldn't be happier for this day. Should bring value to the team and people wanting to stay with the Flames. You know what my favorite fight is for Ginla's career? Yeah. It's maybe not up there with the, the Cavalier one's great. Obviously, there's so many of those on the text line. Uh, when he fought Ben in 2010. Young Jamie Ben with oh, the yeah. slick back hair I believe, in Dallas. I believe that was December 23rd of 2010. Just before Christmas break, yeah. Uh, and that, that same night, Alex Tangay scored the game-tying goal late, and then I believe scored the shootout winner in that game as well. And the Flames went on a really nice run from that point forward that ended right around the Heritage Classic. So January, February, they went on this ridiculous run that got them from the doldrums of the Western Conference to back into playoff contention. They would still end up missing for the 2010-11 season, but no, that that game was one of the turning point games I will always remember in Dallas. Uh, and yeah, again, Jamie Ben and Drum again squared up and, at and, center ice. And Jamie cut him open. Yes, he got busted big time. But and it, they was, were it wasn't a wrestling. He didn't hammering cut him, each wasn't other. Wrestling. He wasn't blading. They could, no, they were legit just pummeling each other and for that was, two minutes. That was one of those, well... I would suggest it was Jamie got a few licks in in the first yeah, 30 to 45 seconds. Jerome's and then the, man strength. the switch went off, and Jerome went into Jerome fight mode where it's like, okay. One of my favorites of all time. Have Just fun two, with that, Jamie. Two massive power forwards straight at center ice. Being, okay, let's let's go.
Uh, this says, I love the hire. I'm pumped to have Jerome back in the organization. But what does this role mean? I don't know what a special advisor does, but having him back feels right. That comes from Devin. Well, it's not really all that different than when Conroy was the special, special assistant to, to the acting general manager. Like, you do a lot of different things. He's still going to be coaching at Rink Kelowna for the next year, but he'll be giving input on hockey ops and scouting. He knows a lot about some of the up-and-coming prospects and and draft-eligible players. Um, And, you know, getting Jerome's take on certain players who they might go and acquire, I don't think would be a bad thing either. Um, This says, uh, super excited Iggy's coming back. He's going to be a great fit with Conroy. Question, what's the difference between an assistant GM and special advisor to the GM? Well, because he's staying in Kelowna, that's why he's a special advisor right now. Would not be a shock if, in a year's time, we're talking about assistant general manager Jerome McGinley. Um, this says lots of great moments when it comes to Iggy, but certainly how he's always been a pro and made time to be personable, friendly, and genuine whenever I met him on numerous occasions is what stands out the most for me in his time with the Flames. Absolutely. Just uh, always remembers names, always is personable, always is uh, an ambassador for the... F- Remember setting up the play? The guy... The guy was able to somehow navigate setting up the play and not make it as embarrassing as it could have been. <laughs> you mean like my goal? No, just everything. No, just setting just up the play. Everything. Uh, this says going to blast in the dome for the 45-minute drive home. Nice rhyme. Uh, this says Jerome throughout the entire 4 Cup run. He was a beast. The fights, the goals, flame forever, smart move, class act. This from Matt and Cochran. He's going home, guys, moving back to St. Albert and joining the Oilers. Would that please you bunch of negative Nancys? That's aimed at anybody who's saying, okay, we don't need the boy, old boys club. Um, well, they did it in Edmonton. Look how great it was. It's completely different, but okay. Has a special advisor to the general manager ever been given the cup to be hoisted first? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think so. I can. Uh, I feel like I can confidently say the answer to that question is no. That has never happened. Uh, It's Pat and Logan along with you as this hour of Flames Talk rolls on. And, hey, Father's Day is this weekend. Have you thought about what you're getting your dad? Because our friends at Trail Appliances have barbecues to help dad up his grilling game. So Trail Appliances has Canadian-made Napoleon and many other of your favorite barbecue brands in stock, including those Napoleon grills that have advanced grilling features, engineered performance, and masterful designs. And uh, maybe dad needs an upgrade. Maybe he's been using that old... Uh, that old black thing that's been there for, you know, <laughs> probably got it in the 80s. Not even sure if the if, if it's going to light up, but you try it on certain occasions and maybe sometimes it does. Uh, no, it's time to upgrade that barbecue for sure. Uh, Trail Appliances has Napoleon and many other of your favorite barbecue brands in stock. They offer delivery, installation, and setup of your new barbecue so you can get right to grilling. So uh, the whole, look, it, I've got a love affair with Napoleon grills specifically. It started because Pops got a Napoleon grill. He got a propane unit for his uh, backyard, I want to say about 12, 13 years ago. When I got my condo, I'm like, I want that thing. Now, his was a slightly older model, so I got the next uh, the newest model from Napoleon fits perfectly on the uh, on the deck and both of these things work like they're as good as new that's how well made a Napoleon grill is so step up dad's grilling game with a new Napoleon grill from Trail Appliances visit Trail Appliances in store or online at trailappliances.com/bbq one more time trailappliances.com/bbq